Hi everybody, you're listening to The Rock Podcast with Fox and Maya. Thanks for supporting the show. This is a show with adult content, so if you're not of legal age where you live, then turn off now. This podcast is about rope bondage. Rope bondage is edge play with inherent risk, and we strongly recommend you get proper training and listen to our episode zero on safety and consent in rope before attempting it. Find it at the top of our FetLife page, Rope Podcast. Fox is a rigger and Maya is a bottom. We're rope partners and have been practicing together for nearly five years now. We live in Bangkok, Thailand, and love to share our passion for rope with the wider community. Today's episode is sponsored by Friction Live. Friction Live offers a variety of king classes, mostly centered around rope and things you can do to complement your rope, which you can follow along from the comfort of your own couch, kitchen, bed, rope dojo, or wherever. Uh, you can attend the class live or view it recorded at your convenience. Check them out on frictionlive.ca. So today's episode, Fox, is all about escape games and escaping with rope. Yes, Maya, but before we start talking about escape games, um, let's address the elephant in the room. Uh, the rumors of your death have been greatly exaggerated. Uh, yes, I am uh, alive and well after a, um unfortunate uh, bout of surgery, emergency surgery. And one could go as far as to say that without the miracle of modern science and modern medicine, you, you wouldn't be alive today. It is true uh, that due to uh, some very unpleasant things in my insides, I had a lot of infection and antibiotics for sure saved my life. So we're uh, happy that we live in the 21st century, but I am uh, getting better, not quite able to suspend at this point, um, but I am working on my health and recovery. Soon, little one, soon. Yeah, I hope so. So, escape games, Maya. We do like our escape games, uh, both the kind where you get locked into a room and you have 60 minutes to come out of it, and also the kind <laughs> with rope. So, we're focusing on uh, escape games with rope. But whenever you have rope with an uncooperative bottom, so whether that's CNC or um, switching with rope or even takedown, like we talked about in episode 22 with Christian, Mm -hmm. um, all of these create uh, some safety issues. So we wanted to put a disclaimer first, and we'll talk about more specific risks later on. So you um, mean when you have resistance play, essentially? Exactly, exactly. And by switching, you mean things like maybe the two people are trying to tie each other up at the same time or struggle for who is going to be on top at any given time. Exactly. And any uh, attempt to escape, whether it's um, purposeful or not, is going to put more pressure on your nerves. It's mm -hmm. going to um, put compression on your joints, potentially some torsion. Uh, there's a huge risk of falling and off the bed is a classic. So we want to yeah. kind of flag that. <laughs> Even more so if you try to do it from a suspension. Yes. Okay. Like okay. Escape, escape the suspension is probably a more advanced kind of yeah, game. And you want to be really careful if you mess around with yeah. that. And we're going to talk more about the risk later, but um, we just want to flag that at the beginning. This right. is a riskier type of play uh, in an already uh, edge play activity. So just so, be aware of that. Dear listeners, if you want to try this at home, please be very careful and educate yourself a lot before attempting it. Yeah. So what's an escape game, Fox? So essentially, there's several variations around that same theme, but usually someone is going to get tied up and then they're going to try to get out of that rope, to untie themselves or to wiggle out of that rope in some way. And it's a bit uh, similar 
to those scenes you see in movies where someone has been tied up by the buddies and they're trying to escape and they like try to squeeze out of the rope somehow. And there's many ways they can try to do that. They might try to untie the knots if they can access them. They can try to pull their limbs out of the wraps. They might try to use their teeth to gnaw through the rope or whatever. Like, what, you whatever. Have a job gnawing through hemp. Yeah, a bit. Uh, and also, you don't like material in your mouth, luckily. No, I really do not. Okay. And sometimes the person who tries to escape is called an eel, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure people have their own names for them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's lots of variations on these escape games. So what, what kind of variations might we put to make the different uh, escape games more fun? One thing you see quite often is putting a timer on the game. So there might be a limited amount of time for the rigger to tie the bottom. And then the bottom might have a limited amount of time to escape. And if the bottom has not managed to escape at the end of that time, then the rigger wins. And it can be the same time for the tying and for the escaping, or it can be a different amount of time. And that's one place where you can introduce the notion of a handicap depending on the various skill levels of the people who are playing depending on the situation if you find that the game is too easy for the rigor or too hard for the rigor you can mess with those timers in order to balance the game a bit more and make it more fun again okay and you can have prizes or punishments for the person Mm -hmm. who wins or loses you can or or punishments as we've seen in one of our local play parties where someone was told well if you can't escape within 15 minutes from my tie you'll get a spanking and the person very much wanted the spanking yeah yeah for sure for sure and we also have uh, the potential for a limited amount of ropes and maybe you don't give unlimited rope to your rigger yeah you can you can say like you can tie whatever you want but you've got only those two coils and like do whatever you want with those, but no more open there. Or you can have limits on the types of knots, the types mm-hmm. of ties, yeah. the types of body parts. Really, there's yeah. a lot of variation here. Uh, one that I like if you go for several rounds is to have um, a rule that you can repeat the same tie several mm. times. So if I used, say, the duck tie, which is my one of my go-tos for this type Very of game, so. uh, in the first round, then I can't use that same tie again in the next rounds of that same day. Yeah. Um, and we've also seen third parties taking bets at parties, uh, yep. which can make it a fun party game. It really can. Just keep in mind, it plugs into what we said at the top of the episode about the safety. The more you have peer pressure and social stake in the thing, the more you might push your limits outside of your risk profile. So it can be really fun to play with, but it also can be really super dangerous. Hey guys, this is Fox coming in for a short break. Listeners like you make this podcast possible. We want to continue making this podcast for you for a long time. And to do that, we need your support. Please go to ropepodcast.com to buy rope video lessons from experts so we get a small commission on your purchase at no extra cost to you. In addition, a really great way to help us is donating on Patreon. A one-time amount or a monthly pledge that can be as little as the cost of your morning coffee makes a big difference to us. And you will gain cool perks like behind-the-scenes photos and the ability to vote on future podcast topics. Go support us on ropepodcast.com because you love rope too. All right, well, let's talk about the pros. Like, what are the advantages or benefits or why might we want to play 
these kind of rope escape games. So obviously it can be really fun. It's mm -hmm. a different way of approaching the fun of rope. It's usually not very sexual. It's not like super serious. We're not like trying to channel the spirit of the grandmasters or anything like that. We're messing around with rope and having a good time with it. And we might be more once again, um, taking inspiration from like movies or comic books or whatever is in our collective unconscious around bondage, right? Also, one thing that is nice is, especially if we play with a timer, that can be really quick. <laughs> and if we have just 20 minutes and we think that's a bit short for us to do a proper scene the way we like it, well, we can do like two rounds of 10 minutes. Mm. And that's just like a rope quickie that can and be And it's fun. pretty exhausting if you're a bottom. It, I, and it can be also if you're a rigger, honestly. Okay. If you have five minutes to restrain someone who's like going to try to escape from it, uh, it can be quite intense physically and also uh, on the nerve. Mm -hmm. And it makes you think about rope differently, doesn't it? Mm, absolutely. What have you learned? I have learned a lot of humility <laughs> as a rigger <laughs> because you construct this beautiful tie Uh, and you think you're amazing for your ability to tie people up. And then very quickly, your illusions get shattered when you realize the only reason your beautiful tie was working is because the bottom was holding it together for mm. you. And as soon as they try to get out of it, it falls apart. So it really makes you think about the structure of rope very differently and which things are actual bondage, as in they can hold someone who's trying to get out versus which things are Nice, decorative, feel good, but are mostly relying on the bottom to voluntarily stay inside them. The good news is the more you do it, the better you get at structuring your ties for that purpose. And well, I'm not saying you're ever going to use those skills in real life. I wouldn't recommend uh, restricting people against their will. In fact, I would strongly advise against uh, it. Yeah. Uh, but it can be satisfying as a rigger to know that you can tie in a way that you're actually restricting the person in play with their consent. Yeah. Uh, and some bottoms really enjoy struggling. Mm -hmm. um, some love uh, the achievement of getting out. Yeah. Uh, some love the helplessness of being unable to get out despite trying for real. Mm. In um, terms of power exchange, if you arrive at a stage where your ties are actually very difficult to escape, it makes things very real on a very primal level that the person is really relying on you to get out of it and can just like stand up and walk out. And it can be a reality check to the ego of the bottom as well, who mm. maybe thinks that... Um, takes it more lightly and then realizes when they try and get out that oh, they shit, can't Oh, shit, I'm actually stuck. It. So a bit more respect for bondage. All, all the ways, in all the directions. Uh, and it can be arousing. I know you said it's um, not necessarily sexual, but it can be arousing both for the person tied up and helpless mm -hmm. and also to look at someone struggling. Yeah, yeah, that definitely is a theme that we find when we talk to people who find bondage exciting. Is that watching someone struggle against the bounds is something they might enjoy. And it's very aligned to the damsel in distress type. I think um, so. Yeah. All right. So what are the um, cons or the disadvantages or the things we need to watch out for in terms of rope escape games? Uh, it can get frustrating if you're not getting the result you want. And if you have... 20 minutes to escape from a tie and after five minutes you haven't made any progress you haven't loosened a single rep 
or attacked a single knot, you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to like sit here another 15 minutes. So let's just drop that. Yeah. And you've certainly had bottoms who perhaps thought they were going to uh, get out quickly and then gave up after a few minutes because... Because the magic duck tie is undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> and then your game doesn't last very long. And I think um, as someone who, who doesn't tie, I think it can be harder. I understand rope a lot more now I've been trying to untie it Mm -hmm. Um, but if you have no rigging experience i think sometimes that can be a disadvantage if you're the bottom trying to get out yeah Uh, another thing you have to be conscious of is it can really damage the rope if you're gonna like pull on it in certain ways seesaw it if you're gonna do that trick where you like you take a shot of broken glass between your ankles (laughs) and use that to cut the rope like in a james bond movie yeah more extreme uh, (laughs) game there so maybe don't use your precious Asana rope that you paid a billion yen for and just like use rope that is a bit more expendable Yeah, for those yeah. games. Um, the injury we've talked about a bit, do we want to uh, know any more? Is there any other aspects of injury? I mean, there's really a lot of potential here for... Yeah, I would say any resistance play has a lot of potential for injury. I would say it increases it maybe tenfold. Not that we have actual hard numbers on that. Um, you can mitigate that by having the resistance only come once the tie is complete, mm-hmm. as opposed to the person actually resisting from the start. Yeah, so not doing takedown, but doing literal escaping. Yeah, like there's those five minutes of the tying where the bottom is letting themselves be tied, and then there's a signal, okay, from now you can start trying to escape from it. That reduces the risk a bit, but it's still super high risk And anyway. the top being really focused on watching, not yeah. just reading a book while the bottom's trying to oh escape my God. is very important. I would, I would have my cutting tool in hand and mm. be sure I can be very close to the bottom because yeah. they run risks like getting uh, the rope tangled and making it much, much tighter than it's intended to be, moving a wrap around their neck or something like that. Yeah, like, be careful of the neck. Typically, when someone struggles in a TK, for instance, if your TK doesn't have upper canukis, which is probably a good thing in terms of nerve damage risk, uh, you have quite the chance with someone who moves and wiggles a lot for that upper wrap of the TK to go up around the neck and then bad things could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not for everybody, this kind of play. Definitely, it is not. What, what do you think about it yourself, Maya? Um, I like being restrained in rope. Mm-hmm. It's not my focus to try and get out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't mind it. Um, but it's not something that particularly appeals to me. Mm-hmm. And what we have done, uh, in part from playing this kind of thing is now when you lab a tie, um, once you've labbed it and you're comfortable with the tying piece, you mm-hmm. say, now try and get out of the tie. Yeah. And that is extremely valuable to me as a rigger in terms of understanding the engineering of a tie and how I can make it more robust, both in terms of giving my partner the impression that they can't get out of it. And also if I'm going to use it, for instance, in suspension, it gives me a very good idea of how that tie may fall apart or instead hold its own. So it's a, it's a really good litmus test when you're experimenting with a new tie to ask the bottom to gently try to get out of it without injuring themselves and see what happens. Yeah, and we have come to that because um, there were some times, particularly when um, we're doing particular impact play, mm-hmm. where I have had my flight response um, very highly activated. Oh, yes. And I've tried to get out of the rope um, 
not in a very conscious, mindful way, but just in a panic way. And mm-hmm. you do not enjoy that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've come to expect it more, but the first few times it was more of a surprise. Let's put it like that. Yeah. And it's not, if I go into it consciously, it's not what I expect to do. It just happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I try not to do that very often um, and to wait for your signal when we're labbing. So mm. I try not to do it in, uh, yeah, actual <laughs> rope. So there's some um, ideas that we have kind of adapted around escape games um how else can you play with uh escape type games i mentioned earlier maya this idea of taking inspiration from mainstream media like the movies for instance so you can select with your friends or partners a few scenes you really like from uh from movies like the infamous chair tie from james bond casino royale or the woman tied to the tree from Belle de Jour and things like that. Or anything from Scooby-Doo. Anything from Scooby-Doo <laughs> or the Batman animated series okay. is one I hear talked about all the time when people talk about their seminal inspirations yeah. for bondage when they were younger. Uh, and so anyway, try to recreate those scenes and see if the person can escape from the tie. All right, so that's all from us at The Rope Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from and come friend us on our FetLife page, which is Rope Podcast. If you have a question related to rope, we'd love to answer it in one of our future episodes. Drop us a message on FetLife. If you like this podcast and would enjoy more episodes, find all the ways to support us on our website, ropepodcast.com. In particular, please consider supporting us directly on our Patreon page. Thanks for listening. And have fun tying.